This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, so I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry. And it was uh, the highlight of my week. When I was a child, I was only allowed to eat nice cereal on the weekends because in those days they hadn't figured out how to make cereal both nice and healthy yet. Uh, So the past few days I've been able to defy my parents and delight my child at the same time just by eating Magic Spoon's amazing frosted flavor, which reminds me of the only two days out of every week that I was ever truly happy as a boy. Um, Now, it doesn't say this in the copy here, uh, which is honestly a little bit irresponsible, Um, but in the interest of safety, I do want to just kind of spell out for everyone uh, that you shouldn't just open every box you come across just because sometimes there's nice cereal inside. Uh, For instance, the Lament configuration is also a box you can find. Uh, Based on the very few Hellraiser movies I've seen, sometimes you have to spend a lifetime looking for it, but sometimes it's just hidden in the floorboards of your attic. And if you carelessly open that box, you will be introduced to a world of pleasure and pain beyond anything the human mind can imagine. Um, So I want to be really clear here. If you're certain that what you have is a magic spoon delivery box, do open that. It tastes amazing. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. But if you think there's any chance at all that the box you have might be the Lament configuration from Hellraiser, don't open that. It doesn't taste like anything, and usually Pinhead and an army of ill-begotten abominations called Cenobites will come out of it and pull you into a labyrinthine dimension of torment and agony. Go to magicspoon.com slash babysitters to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code babysitters at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash babysitters and use the code babysitters for free shipping. Uh, We want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. And again, just so it's absolutely crystal clear, delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood. Yes. Diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra-dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh. No. Be safe out there. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time the Babysitter's Club The divine spark in me recognizes the divine spark in you, Tanner. I'm Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And what happens in relation with the divine spark that's going on with you that you have? The my divine spark, Jack, yeah. is pulsing and it's radiating and it's emitting heat and light and <laughs> The heat and light is washing over your divine spark. Okay, there is a connection, and the heat are the heat from our sparks are intermingling, and the light is indistinguishable. Mm. And my divine spark, Jack, recognizes and envelops. <laughs> okay, and is enveloped by. Okay. The divine spark in you. And now, 
baby nation, the bigger divine spark that is a powerful divine spark that has the potential to destroy the world because it's so big and bright God. and explosive. Jack is talking about God. That is the divine spark. That is the the combination of my divine spark and Tanner's divine spark. Is it is divine in a way, right? It's divine, and it's our look, combined divine. It's spark. looking out over the horizon, and it recognizes something, and it says, "What is that? What's that?" I see. What's that I recognize? And it's the baby nation. No, you're looking in your room. It's their divine spark. You said the horizon and I looked... At your room, yeah. I looked back to see what you were talking about. Yeah, and that's your nuptial bed. I saw was a wall. I saw my nuptial bed in my wall. (laughs) No, our divine spark... You get it. Everybody gets it, right? Everyone gets it, yeah. Yeah. They know what we mean. Sex. No! Not that. Like, what did you mean by nuptial bed? <laughs> no, I mean about the divine spark thing. Oh, well, that that's that just as, as recognizing each other. It can take many forms. We're all recognizing each other. We're all recognizing each other. Sometimes that recognition can evolve, can blossom into <laughs> yeah, in this case sexual intercourse. No. Sometimes <laughs> it can blossom into a polite conversation. Sometimes it can blossom into doing a podcast with yeah. your best friend. Sometimes yeah. it can blossom into listening to whatever. a podcast. With yeah. your best friends, Jack and Tanner, and it's hi-hi is what we say. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> it's not the Babysitter's Club. There's something missing at the end, isn't there? So <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Do your job. Do your I'm job. You. I'm watching your mouth. I'm waiting for it to come. <gasps> Club. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, and I, Tanner Greenring, talk about the video novels now of the Great Sitters Cycle by the Princess of the Prince of Towns, Saint Annabel Matthews Martin, Stormborn, Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks, Bane of Bats, First of Her Name, Last of Her Kind, Last Hope for Humankind. This week we're going to be discussing a video novel uh, by. The Hand of God and some other, another nefarious cast of characters um, who have created a video novel called BSC Netflix Show Number Six Claudia and Mean Janine. Janine is in this one and she's great in it. And she's mean. She's mean and she's good though. She's funny. She's mean. Um, She is good and she is funny, but she is mean. Mm hmm. I'm trying to remember very quickly. Yeah. Do we have a guest on? This yes. Week? So this week we've got a guest. We've got two guests. Two guests. We are going to be speaking with Naya Susikov and. Mm-hmm. Of Walden Greedia fame. Of Walden Greedia fame and Lucy Katada. I think she's essentially in charge of Walden Greedia. Yeah. That's right. And she named her company after. After the Walden, human impulse. Oh, Walden. Throw Henry. The Duke. lake. Yeah. Yeah, the lake and the then also book, the book, the book about the lake. Right. And yeah. the human impulse of acquisitiveness. Mhm. Um which is, you know, part of our original sin. Um and Lucy Katada is also joining Lucy us. Lucy Katada from Picture Start, which is the production the the company that made the show. Right. They're going to be joining us later in the episode to talk about what do we talk to them about? We mostly challenge them to bring our creative vision to life. Right. On the on the big screen. Yes. Yes. 
So that's something to look forward and, to. And I mean, when by I by we mostly did that, I mean, mm. we mostly will do that when yes. we talk to them live. Yeah. Live on air. Later yeah. this episode. Later this episode. First, we're going to talk about what Claudia did and what Mean Janine did this week. Yes. Um, yes. And I guess what happened to me? What Trevor Sanborn did and what and what Logan the snake did. Snake in the grass. We don't say it like that anymore. We can if we like. It's He's just the snake in the grass. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just because I don't know if you heard. The snake in the grass. I'm going to have to bring this up with Lucy and Nia later, but... Okay. Uh, okay, well, we did already record our interview, but yes. Logan is not from Louisville on this, and he doesn't have a Louisville accent. He just has a normal... Mm-hmm. Man accent. That's Hello, it's me, Logan Bruno. So you think he's a, he's he's affecting a normal man accent? I don't know what he's, he's doing. trying to hide I don't know, something. I don't know if it's Lucy and Nia's fault. I don't know if it's Logan's fault. I don't know who's pulling the strings here. Wow. But Logan is no longer apparently from Louisville. I don't even know how to say snike in the grass without do, putting a little wang on it. Pretend you're um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. Affecting an American accent. Well, Watson. Oh. Well, Watson. <laughs> uh, that was a poor job because you just, <laughs> your affectation of an American accent. Yeah. You went Southern, which I know that a lot of Brits <laughs> yeah. like to do. It was a but, bridge too far. I could do English accent. I can do English person doing an American accent. I can do American accent, but I can't do Benedict Cumberbatch effectively doing an American accent. That's a, yes. that's a bridge too far. Hello, it is me, Doctor Strange. Oh, uh, that that's how you get into it. It's it is I, Doctor Strange, the snake yeah. in the grass. The snake in the grass. <laughs> you have to hit the R's really hard. The snake in the grass. Hello, it is me, Logan Bruno. <laughs> I am the snake in the grass. <laughs> that's that's it. That's good. I like yeah. that a lot. Uh, so yeah, we watched this episode this week. It was very good. It was very we sad. Loved it. it was very moving. Yeah. Janine was mean, but she was mean with uh, purpose. Out of love. Yes. Do you so you've come around since all the, those years ago when you and I first talked about Claudia and Mean Janine. I have no recollection. The, the what do you say? Audio? No. And what do you what do you call a video novel that you read with your eyes? Video novel? No. I watched this with my eyes. But it's the, different. The video novel this week I watched with my eyes. But what's one where you read with your eyes? A radio novel. Radio novel. The radio novel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the radio novel. <laughs> when we first talked about the radio novel that this video novel is based on, you thought right. Janine was bad. But she's good, isn't she? Now you can see her. She's good, right? She, yes. Okay. I, you're, you're talking around something, and it, it makes me want to introduce a new segment I've invented. For the video novel series. Okay, we do have to describe but this But we do have to describe the book yeah. first. Yeah, okay. So I want to do that first. Okay. Is it my turn, I perchance? I want to think that it's your turn. Yeah, I think it's your uh, turn. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock. During those 60 seconds, you'll describe every single thing that happens in this video novel. I'm going to okay. start. Are you ready? Yes. Right now. 
Okay, Claudia and Stacy have a scheme, and the scheme is to make over Mr. Spear and to and to uh, renovate Marianne's room. They're trying again. Mr. Spear is open to it this time. He gets a, a makeover, and they make over Marianne's room too, and make it purple. Also happening in this video novel is that Claudia is going to be featured in an art show and we see her candy art and it looks good. Also what happens in this episode is that Mimi has a stroke and she nearly dies but she doesn't. Instead she survives and she loses her ability to speak English effectively. That creates a rift between Claudia and her sister Janine. They're fighting about the fact that one of them understands Mimi better than the other. Uh, what they realize at the end of the episode is that they both understand Mimi in different ways, and that creates a stronger bond between them. That was great. I loved it. I yeah. thought that was really <laughs> very, very good. That just an economy. You were getting hung up on a on a on a light C the, plot early the light on. Light C plot. I I almost <laughs> lost it. I got really involved with that. But. <laughs> Yeah. You pulled it off, and I loved it. I, I, you know, game recognized game. That was excellent. You did a really good yeah. job. That's an A plus. Wow, I'm glad. Here's you the here's it. here's one of the nice synergy moments. Yeah, Jack of this episode. Mm-hmm. The episode opens with Claudia and Stacy visiting the Spear household after a failed attempt with Sharon. Yep. In the last episode, right? To to renovate Marianne's room. Right. And to do like a extreme home makeover. Mm-hmm. They come back and they they expect that Richard has softened and realized that he was in error. Right. By yelling at them. They do such a good job of that. And they say, hello, Richard. It's us, Marianne. We don't sorry, fear the it's spear. It's us, Claudia and Stacy. Mm-hmm. We do not fear the spear. Yeah. We're here to make over you and we're here to make over your daughter's room. Yes. Are you open to this? And he says, yes, I'm embarrassed by the my candor last mm-hmm. time we spoke. Please have at it. Yeah. And here's the beautiful synergy moment. Mm-hmm. Claudia and Stacy say, have you heard of Queer Eye? Right. On Netflix. Netflix is Queer Eye. Yes. That's synergy, isn't it? That's synergy. And Sphere of the Spear says, yes, I have. Oh, God, are they here? Right. <laughs> That's and then funny. they do a montage yeah. where they play the song. The actual song. From the Queer Eye show. Yeah. At first I was like, man, the sound engineers on this did a really good job getting a song that sounds like the song from the Queer Eye show. It's the song. It's but the it's song. the song. I was like, did they fucking ask Jonathan for this? Did they ask Anthony for this? Did they ask the National? <laughs> that's, that's who you think so. <laughs> I assume. I think it's if Benny Anthony Fu. was involved, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it's good. It, it works. What, what fun? What fun? What fun? But what other kind of Netflix shows can they can they glean off of? Oh, Chernobyl. <laughs> I think that's HBO. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jamie and I watch a lot of Deep Space Nine on Netflix. That could be good. Yeah, Captain S- Commander Cisco can come. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah, and they yeah. could use that song. Ba da 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 da. <laughs> oh, we that have to great. fight some Romulans. Oh, uh, they don't really fight the Romulans. Okay, have fine. You ever seen Deep no, Space Nine? Let it's me try Russell again. Please let me try and... again. Please yes. let me try again. Oh, someone from Delta Quadrant is attacking. 
Yes. Okay. Through the wormhole. Yes. Um, it would be very fun to feature Quark, the okay. Ferengi bartender from Deep Space Nine, on a future episode. If we're just if we're featuring if we're doing characters from other Netflix properties. Yeah, that's great. Let's just do that. Yeah. Okay. What do I watch on Netflix? I watch something called Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I've seen that. That's good. You know who made that? The guy from My Chemical Gerard Romance. Gerard Butler from yeah, Gerard, My Chemical it's Romance. Yeah, Gerard Butler. <laughs> I think it's Gerard Butler. Yeah, it's a comic book that I've read by Gerard Butler from My Chemical <laughs> Romance. Um, I don't he think says, that would work. Sparta, and he kicks someone down a well. <laughs> we mostly watch whale documentaries with the child. Yeah, we're watching a lot of Sesame Street these days. A lot of Sesame Street. And Miles is at an age now where we, if we say the words Sesame Street, oh, really? he, either, he does one of two things. Runs yeah. to the TV and looks at it expectedly. Like, <laughs> hey. Hey, let's make this happen. <laughs> or he runs to the desk where he knows the Apple TV remote lives. <laughs> oh, he's a wily one. And he's just like, "Come on, let's make Come this on, happen." Bud. Come on, Dad. Come I on, Dad. We're watching Sesame Street. Uh, Cyril and I have a game where we try to see if he could enunciate the name of the movie he wants to watch well enough to make it go into the like speak into the microphone and make Netflix pull it up. And so, yeah. but he, he gets so into it that he always just goes, "Dolphin wave." <laughs> <laughs> and Netflix it, it, is like, I'm sorry, it, I don't know what you're talking it's about. Too aggressive. Are you okay? <laughs> Here's Deep Space Nine. <laughs> um, yeah, there is some synergy in this, and uh, they did do a failure though. In that, if if um, what's the guy who does all the actual work on Queer Eye? What's his Bobby? Name? Bobby. If if Bobby were rearranging Marianne's room, yeah. There is a 1,000% chance that he would find a way to incorporate that ugly Humpty Dumpty Oh, yeah, photo. and it would be, like, it would be very touching. Yeah, and it would be you know, cool. it'd be, like, they would be in, like, a car together driving yeah. somewhere, and Bobby would be like, tell me about the Humpty Dumpty photo. Yeah, exactly. The rare photo of Humpty Dumpty you have. And then he would do all the work. Yeah, and then he would do all the work because he always does all the work. And then like Anthony would make like sangrias, and Anthony would be like, "Here's how to make, here's how to put cream cheese on a bagel." <laughs> the only two people who do any work on that show, and this is a hot take, yeah. are Bobby, who does all the physical work, <laughs> and Karama, who does all the emotional work. Karama, and the other three are just around. I'm going to allow this because it's interesting to me, but we have the they, back they to pick the out an outfit, book. they pick out a sangria and they pick out a hairdo and it's like great. Karamo 3 times in 10 does work. Then the rest so Karamo of the time does but but like those three times of ten are like no he really does it he's so like, powerful. I solved an emotional problem that you've had since you were eleven and you, now you're yeah. you're like fixed and it's worth it. But sometimes he's like, uh, we're gonna do yoga together. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta yeah. talk about this video novel. Um, Here's the, my new segment I want to okay. introduce, yeah. and it's it's Perfect. hot off the heels of this. So they go in and they they make over Marianne's room. Mm-hmm. And it looks great. It's purple. It's bold. It's yeah. covered in posters from Broadway plays. Yeah, it looks good. And it looks good. Mm-hmm. And Stacy walks in at the 207 mark, mm-hmm. and she declares the following thing. This rug is my husband. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. 
So my new segment is called... Is this canon? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I had and what that we try to do too. is figure out whether or not something that some decision that they've made in the show, yeah, in the Netflix show, yeah, is or maybe should be right canon for the entire universe, baby, right. baby sitterverse. And we should say, as we have made a point of saying almost every episode since we've been talking about the video novels that we are not here to do the annoying thing of being like oh i don't like this choice you made in the in the video novels it's not in yeah. the radio novels they they don't do it like right. that's not, we're not we're fans of both and we recognize that the hand of god we're fans of both but we we also know that this is like one shared universe right 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 totally yes so we need to figure out whether or not Stacey's we're married updating to the canon. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm fine to do that. If that's the decision we want to make, that's fine. I, w- I want to add a wrinkle to it. Yeah, Jack, okay. Which is that she's actually not married to the rug because they got divorced. Oh, right. She says she's divorcing the rug for Because at the 221 autumn. mark, she says... I'm divorcing the rug and marrying this pillow. <laughs> right. Well, so is that canon, too? Here's what I'll say of that. She makes a, a statement of intent in the second case and a statement of fact in the first place. But she also makes it, a, a, okay, you're so, so you're saying that the divorce is not final. Right. She's just saying, as anyone might. So it sounds like we're, we're deciding that it's canon that she has She's married, married a, a rug. rug. She but is married to a rug. it's not canon that she is divorcing the rug to marry a pillow. Not unless it comes up again. And they 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 we'll would have, have to, to devote a whole episode to it. Well, they don't even necessarily need to do that. If she just mentions it again, she's maybe like, that's oh, what Christie's big day is about. Because I know that one. I remember if I cast my mind it's back to marriage, four years ago, it's right? about a, a wedding. A wedding, yeah, yeah. So it could maybe be Stacy, Stacy in the pillow, the pillow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and right, that's that's all I need to know. And then okay. now, so now that's entered into the 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 canon. What is she a snow golem in this as well? Because that's complicated. Too. I don't think that was ever officially entered into the canon in the radio novels. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Because we I think lost that, that episode. Weirdly got cut. <laughs> or maybe we lost that episode. I don't remember. Okay, so we'll put a pin in that. Stacy's maybe married to a rug. Can I say this? Yeah. I'm getting tired of Trevor Sanborn. Okay. Already. Where's this coming from? This is. I feel. Uh, I, you feel attacked. I'm uncomfortable with your no. I'm not feel attacked, but I'm uncomfortable with your tone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I well, the reason I was thinking about it is if if Stacy is married to a rug, that's going to be. I don't want to have to keep saying that. I don't want to have to keep saying that. What do you mean? If Stacy is married to a rug, it's, it's you don't have to keep saying that. You can just say Stacy is married to a rug. We entered <laughs> it into the canon. Okay. So get, if I, she's married to a pillow, given Stacy's. Marital situation. Yeah. The Trevor Sanborn situation takes on. God, new that creates a whole can of because it's like, so 13 year olds are allowed to get married in Connecticut now? Or is it only right. they're allowed to get married to rugs and pillows? I don't Maybe know. Maybe one of us should go to Connecticut. One, of, one of us should. We should like embed ourselves in Connecticut. Okay. Let, should we, should like, we 
Play paper, rock, scissors to see who does it. Yeah. Okay, ready? I'm going to sh- wait, One, wait, I'm going to wait, wait. I'm going to do rock. Okay, let's go. Okay. One, two, three, show. You didn't do rock. You lied to me. We both and did now paper. You're going to hell according to We both to did paper. Okay, ready? Kant. This time I really am going to do rock. Let's go. One, two, three, go. Okay, we both did paper again. Okay, this time I actually am going to do rock. Ready? That's One. That's two lies. You're going to hell. Kant One, says. two, three, go. Paper and I have scissors and I win. That was, I did psychological warfare on you. Did you like it? No. So I have to go to Connecticut? And you have to move your whole family to Connecticut. I'll think about it. Okay. Somebody should embed, figure out what the fuck is going on. Let's talk about Trevor Sanborn briefly. He's tiresome. He's got he's still wearing his little hat, and I like the hat a he's lot. He's still wearing his little hat, and he like leans against the <laughs> he leans Claudia has her digestible comestibles yeah. showing this week where she draws Tootsie Pops. Yeah. And Trevor Sanborn is like, oh, I love the shading on your fucking Tootsie Pops. Tootsie Pops. And then he shows up and he like he's wearing a beanie and he sits he's he like lean, he does a lean and I know this from being a teen I used to think a lot about my lean I thought about How it a lot leaning? I talked yeah. about it a lot I would bring it up a lot like look at the angle of this lean it was something that I really thought about and it's clear that Trevor Sanborn has as well and I don't know what is this going anywhere Claudia and and Trevor yeah no <sighs> hard to say. That's something to think about. It's something you think about. Also, something Trevor says to Claudia, which just confounds me. Mm-hmm. He says, I think this is good enough to get you into the Eastern Connecticut District Art Show. He says it at, maybe Claudia says it. Someone says it at the 247 mark. Anything jump out at you? I think this is good enough. Her to Tootsie get- Pop art. Is good enough to get her into the Eastern Connecticut District Art Show. Eastern Connecticut now, Jack. Okay, and now they're they're changing Connecticut because Fairfield County is Western Connecticut. Fairfield Western County. Connecticut. Fairfield County was okay. Danbury. It was okay. it was Stamford. It was Norwalk. Like right. that's as far west in Connecticut as you can get. It's essentially New York suburbs, and now okay. she's participating in the Eastern Connecticut. Why would you do that if you're from District Western Art Show? Sounds like voter fraud. <sighs> yeah, I don't know if they're doing this to the throw us off the scent. And then Lucia to told us that it's in fucking uh, Toronto, no, Montreal. Come on, we have we <laughs> have the director on the show. And she's like, oh yeah, it's part. It's the part of Connecticut that extends into Montreal. Give me a fucking break. Make up your mind where Stony Brook is, people. <laughs> I feel like they're doing it to conf- I feel like they're yeah. doing it to throw us off the trail and I feel like one of us is going to have to go up there. Someone's going to have to move their whole family and there. embed up embed and themselves you, up there because to, I to figure this out. Psychologically manipulated you with my paper rock scissors prowess. Yeah. And you lied and Khan says you're going to go to hell now. <laughs> who's the who's the one who says lying is a sin? It's complicated and it's a misrepresentation of Kant and we don't have time to talk about that. Okay. Sounds like something you'd love to talk about, though. Well, I'd like to take a break. Okay. Here's what. Well, but here's what I want to take a break. Collect your I, thought while we're on our break. Collect your thoughts about Kant. And then, I, but I want very. What's it? Absolutive absolutivism. Deontology. Truth. Deontology. Who's that? Kant. Kant is the deontological uh, philosopher. Okay. 
But what I really want to talk about is eggs. Again? <laughs> yeah, again. Don't don't look at me. No, 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 no. Before we go, don't look at me like I'm the one who keeps on bringing up eggs. It's a fucking show that brings up eggs. I'm just bringing my yeah, vast critical abilities to bear on what the show is doing to me. So don't fucking shoot the messenger. Right. Okay? Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I lashed out. I lashed out <laughs> inappropriately. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about eggs. Okay, bye. Bye. Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally yep. thousands of levels that is boredom's yep. worst nightmare. And yep. uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition yep. uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the Jack's, Jack's jerks, Jumping Jerks, Jack's jumping jerks. and Tanner's Tiny, Tiny Ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time. Um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in Best yeah. Fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. I'm really I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and, and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now. Okay, well, I'm glad but you're now back. But I'm, now I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it. Okay, well, I'll start. Uh, so one of my experiences playing the game that I really enjoy is um, I really like picking which fiends to use and oh, upgrading them that. and c- building a crack team as I go through the levels. My favorite is Mordecai. Okay, that's not one. It's my favorite fiend. What level are you on, Jack? I am somewhere in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yourself? Seven D thousand. Well, okay, that's a lot. They do have thousands of levels, uh, and they do have updates 000. all the time, so you can keep At playing least as 70, much as you 000. want. Yes. So yep. that's what level I'm on, and I am having a fun with it. It's me. It's Mordecai. Yeah. It's um, okay. That's not one of them. Well, maybe it's in the later levels. But, it's and, you haven't got there yet. Uh, it says here, what makes you want to keep at it? That's a good thing. For me, it's just, it's binge-worthy, and it's like, it's bite-sized. You can just play like a little bit for like 10 minutes uh, when you've got, when you're waiting for the something, whatever. To me, it's the feeling it gives me, if you know what I mean. No. Oh, just binge-worthiness. It feels so good to play. Yeah. And uh, when do you play? Only at night, baby. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, Only at night. Okay, perfect. I'm starting to think that you still have not been able to get your phone started. I I really want to play more. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I do love the game. It's very fun, and we yeah. were competing, but I have so many phone problems. Is it possible that you're f- holding your phone upside down? Tried that. Yeah. Okay. You know you can hold your phone sideways, too? Yeah. <laughs> And I tried that as well because someone I was I was on the forums. I've been in touch with the makers of Best Fiends, and I just I, this is not their fault. I can tell you this is not their fault. And the phone. game is so fun. Yeah. I'm so interested in playing. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried turning your phone on? Oh, there's a button on that usually on the side. What do you mean on? Forget it. Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy shit. That's friends without the R, 
Best this thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great. Whoa. That's a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs> If there's something preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Welcome back to the thrilling adventure oh, hour. Okay, we're doing this still. Okay. What, you have a problem with it? I just don't get the character. Butterman. Butterman is good. No, Butterman so is clear. Great. I get that. But me, Mr. Margarine, what is he? Like, he's too far. He's like, villain. He's too far removed from he the. He causes all the issues from the. The copy, the ad copy that we okay, have to do. I guess I, I just don't have. There's grief, not... anxiety. Yeah. Okay. 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 Welcome back to the thrilling adventure hour. This week, yeah, we return to our film noir detective story starring Butterman Pi. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, it's me, Butterman Pi. <laughs> I was sitting in my office. It was a cold, dark, rainy evening. I saw a silhouette of a busty broad (laughs) in my uh, office window. I beckoned her to come in. It was the gee gal. (laughs) Okay. Oh, wait, and that's that's me? She was legs all the way up, all the way down, and something told me that if I took this case, I'd be dealing with a lot of stress problems. Depression, anxiety, relationship issues. I probably lose a lot of sleep. Um, Grief, self-esteem issues. But uh, how could I turn down a beauty like this? Butterman. It says on the door. Hey, Butterman. It says on the door outside that you're looking for trouble. Uh, No, it says on the door outside that if you're looking for butter, (laughs) butterhelp.com can help and i'll send out my licensed cream slurs to get you the butter you need i well i've got a problem i'm ghee gal and for folks who don't know ghee is a kind of clarified butter yeah and i butter man i'm looking to connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient that i could start communicating in under 24 hours specifically for something that's not self-help that and that is professional counseling well, lady, I can't help you with that, but you know who can? Better My help. My friends at betterhelp.com. <laughs> okay. Anything you share with betterhelp.com is confidential, it's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states right now. Okay, and I've got another problem. Yes. Uh, there's been a murder. Oh my god. <laughs> now this I can help with. Cuz in addition to doing Butter crimes. I am a private eye. Yeah, and well, wait. Let me ask: Is it butter related? The murder. Yeah, uh, I focus on butter related. Crimes. A number of licensed cream slurs were taken out. God, those are my friends, my <laughs> trusted employees. Um, I should mention that BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to charge counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Uh, In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I already said that, and Gee Gal. Yeah. Listeners, I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash babysitters. You can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's 
BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash babysitters. I love you and I kiss you and I think we're going to need to keep workshopping this character. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about eggs, baby. Oh, Let's talk about yes. It. I'm so fine hearing that song today of all days. My, me, me. Yes. Let's talk about all the eggs that they put in this video book. You and me. Baby Let's Nation. Let's talk about eggs. We sing a song at lunch when Jack and I <laughs> work together called Let's Talk About Lunch, Baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things we can eat. Let's talk about lunch. We yeah. <laughs> found an easy button from Staples and we reprogrammed it so that we could record ourselves singing that song. So anytime either we of us We did this in lunch, 2011 or 12. Yeah, anytime either of us wanted lunch, we could just go up and hit the easy button in front of the other one, and it would play us singing, let's talk about lunch, baby, let's talk about you and me, let's talk about all the good things and the bad things we can eat. We've had that easy button kicking around the office for years. Today, I went into the office to clean up my desk because I was laid off from major media company Mm -hmm. and brought my desk. NewYorkReviewOfBooks.com slash InfoWars. Yes, and brought a box home with all my stuff in it. Miles went into the box, found my easy button, spent <laughs> all evening hitting it over and over and over again so I could hear me and Jack and our friend Scott singing that song over and over again. <laughs> He likes to hear it. He loves it. He loves it. <laughs> Just as our colleagues did when we <laughs> pressed that every day, like at earlier and earlier times, like often at like 11 People were like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> we were like, I need a drink. Especially like the news team would be like, guys, yeah, I'm interviewing Hillary Clinton. <laughs> like, Ooh, la, la. Uh-huh. Well, we're talking about lunch, baby. We're going to go have sangrias. <laughs> we're going to talk about eggs right now. They put a lot of eggs in these video novels. We have surmised, you and I together have surmised that it is a reference to the fall, to Eve's fall. Yes. To the uh, post-lapsarian state that happens after even Adam fall, because Humpty yep. Dumpty also falls famously, and that's what it's about. Eggs also signify uh, rebirth, birth, something new, uh, something that's going to hatch. I don't know. Eggs are pretty pregnant with meaning. Um, they put a lot of eggs in these books. I'd like to remind you, Tanner, if I may, so while we're talking about Mimi, uh, of something that Mimi most famously said. In the radio book, mm-hmm. Babysitter's Club number four, Marianne Saves the Day. I think talking about Humpty Dumpty, if my memory of context is correct. Okay. He is the shattered egg man. Mimi says that. Do you remember her saying that? No. Is this post-stroke or pre-stroke? It's pre-stroke. It's in Babysitter's Club number four, the radio novel, Marianne says, Saves the Day. She refers to... I have I have a few questions. You're saying that she refers to Humpty Mimi refers to Humpty Dumpty as the Shattered Egg Man. The Shattered Egg Man. Yeah, I looked it up. I went back and looked it up. It's in the book. And and they and are talking. And they were they did bring up Humpty Dumpty a bit in the radio novels. Is what you're saying? Yes, in the radio novels. Huh. Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't. Yeah. I believe you. Well, I think the hand of God wants us to think about that. Interesting. It actually kind of makes me wonder, do you have more to say about 
Oh, I have Shatter so much Eggman. more to say about eggs, but no, I, I don't have much I, well, more let to me say interrupt. About let yeah. me interrupt real quickly, because I do yeah. wonder if this is what the new ghostwriter wants us to refer to her as. Okay, shall we introduce a new ghostwriter? Yes, let's introduce a new ghostwriter. Let's oh, induct her into we'll play the, the music. into the pantheon. Yeah. Welcome, Jade Chang. The Jade new Chang. Ghostwriter in the Babysitter's Club video novels we welcome you we accept you we bring you into we celebrate you clutches and we, we praise you like we should and we praise you like we should that boy slip yes and so i thought throughout yeah. this episode that what she wanted i i suspected what she wanted to be called was the golem the golem because there's a stacy snow, snow golem stuff i think that's pretty no because lore, at but... one point um bat girl yeah. says to Richard Spear, your hair looks nice. And he says, thank you, it has clay in it. Oh, uh, like a golem. Like a like okay. a clay golem, mm-hmm. yes. And so I thought, maybe she wants to be called the golem. But now it maybe sounds like there's an even more sort of obscure reference that she's reaching for, which is straight from the radio novels. Right, she wants to be called the Shattered Eggman. The Shattered Eggman, maybe. Right, yes. I think that might be right. And isn't that interesting? That it's interesting and it's powerful and it's especially powerful given the many eggs that appear throughout these video novels and they're woven further into the mythology and the lore of the Babysitter's Club in a number of ways this week. Is this... The the, The radio novels are all bread. We know that, right? It's all bread, yeah. All the way down, and all the way Are up the video novels all eggs? I think it's eggs. I think you're right. I think it's eggs. Fuck. Maybe the, the, the radio novels are all bread. The video novels are all eggs. Eggs. It makes me want to listen to the, the audio novels again, because maybe there's like some other thing that they are all. Wow. Maybe. So I know that as a vegan, I know that sometimes there's eggs in bread, so you got to be careful. Yeah. So maybe it's, it's well, related. and that the two are the two are tied together for They're sure. They're friends. They're friends. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Well, I'm going to tie a bunch of other things together right now. At okay. twelve fifty six, snake in the grass. Just snake in the grass. Sorry, Sna- doctor. Doctor Strange. I'm the snake in the grass. Yes. How's that? I'm the snake in the grass. Yeah, you've done it. You found it. I found it. Okay. You found it. Doctor Strange, the snake in the grass shows up at 12.56. And it's the first time we've seen him since he was briefly uh, depicted in the first video novel in the library. Yeah. And what is he looking at, Tanner, at 12.56? What is, what is, what is also in the scene? Don't look at your – Tanner turned around and looked at, at the, the wall above his nuptial bed, but that's not going to be helpful. What is it? That the snake in the grass, Logan Bruno, is looking at when he is mm. reintroduced uh, in this painting. Video a painting. And what's in the painting, Tanner? Tell our viewers a basket. and our listeners. It's a basket. And what's in the basket? What's in the basket? <laughs> what's eggs. in the basket? And it's eggs. It's eggs. It's a basket of eggs. And Marianne says... Eggs? What is that? <laughs> yeah. Because she's nervous. She's too nervous to talk to Logan. Yeah. And he says, I think it's eggs. Yeah. And then she says, 
Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very good scene. What is it? Oh boy. Um, I, I think it's a basket of eggs. Eggs. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, okay, so there's more eggs. So the eggs are pretty deeply embedded. God, I feel like we need to restart eggs. from the beginning because I feel like there's been eggs the entire time, maybe. But think about this, Tanner. Please, if I may, just tie this together briefly. We have talked about eggs as a metaphor for the fall, right? Okay, yeah. Eve falls, Humpty falls. Yeah. And then now the fucking snake in the grass is here, just as we're seeing these pristine eggs, and he looks at these eggs, and he turns to Marianne, and she says, eggs? Come on, guys. Eggs, <laughs> right. It's a fucking literal fucking snake in the garden before the eggs break. It's I, It couldn't be more obvious. There's eggs in the garden now, too? I God, I haven't read the Bible in Well, there's years. not eggs in the Bible. <laughs> but that was been, an apple. No, I know. The eggs are falling. Forget it. But think about it. Don't forget it. I thought it was it. an apple. It's apple is yes, is an apple. She takes an egg off a tree and eats it? No. <laughs> Humpty falls. I do not remember that at all. I went to Catholic school for years. It is an apple. It's an apple. Okay. But I just wanted to, to draw everyone's attention to that. I'm right. And then the final thing that I'll say on this matter, and I won't say anything more, is that I can't ask you to recall this because you probably weren't looking too closely, but I did pause the video novel at the moment that the snake in the grass, Logan, Bruno appears, looks at a basket of eggs full pregnant with meaning. At that moment, there are two words written above the basket of eggs. And it is some kind of, it's nonsense, but it is ambar otter is written above the basket of eggs. What is, what's the first word there? Ambar. A-M-B-A-R. Ambar. And then the second word is otter. Otter. And I I will save you the trouble of going to uh, figure out what the anagram is. Because one anagram that really jumped right out of me is a matter orb. Okay. (laughs) So we see Logan suddenly appears as if materializing. I just, I I hate... Staring at some eggs. I hate to imagine the words above his head say a matter. I hate to imagine the journey new listeners are on right now. (laughs) Well, they've read these books, probably. The radio novels? The radio novels, yeah. Yeah. Listen to this, Jack. Uh. Here I am. I am tired. I am tired of running, of having to carry my life like it was a basket of eggs. Okay. You know who said that? Who said that? William Faulkner. Faulkner. Fuck yeah. And they bring him up again in this video novel. It's hard to keep it straight, but yeah. Yeah. So he's even talking about, and that's, I think, what Anne and Jade wanted us to do was think about Faulkner, because Claudia does quote Faulkner at one point and thinks that it's a Buddhist saying, and then Janine corrects her it's a little bit of a burn on faulkner it's faulkner i can't remember the quote i can't remember it either i hate the south i don't hate the south i don't hate the south i don't hate it i don't hate it that's from it's from absalom absalom i think that's the quote she says from faulkner 
I don't hate the South. Yeah, it's the famous ending of Absalom, Absalom. It sounds like they hate the South because they they stripped Logan well, of his Louisville d- accent. <laughs> so it seems like they hate the South. I think that's the qu- Faulkner quote they say in this. Uh, if not, I'll, I'll play a clip of the actual Faulkner quote they say. The past isn't dead. It isn't even past. I thought that was an old Buddhist saying too, but Janine said it was actually some guy named William Faulkner. Uh, Jack, while we're talking about the art exhibit, mm-hmm. while we're talking about the, the basket of eggs, I want to talk about a segment that we have called... Yep. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have played this fucking role. <laughs> and it's the segment each week where I challenge Walden Gredia and yeah. picture start to cast me as a background character in this show Mm -hmm. this week at the eastern connecticut district art show there was a man in the background looking at art seeming interested and moving on Mm -hmm. he was wearing a baby blue vest oh you could do that and a baby blue trilby oh you could he was in the background and he looked at a piece of art and he went and then, like, turn and just kind of walked away. And you never see him again, but he's very yeah. distinct because of his baby blue vest and baby blue trilby. Yeah. And you I could have played that fucking role. Come on, it's guys. Not even a speaking role. I could have done that. Naya, Lucy. Come on, Lucy. Come on, Naya. You know better. You Lucia. know better. Rachel. Yeah. I dare you to cast me. Sochi. I dare you. Malia. Cast me. Come on. See what happens. Yeah. I know. You're afraid. You're afraid. They're afraid. You're afraid that I will come and my presence will be so grandiose and so yeah. powerful and so enrapturing. People will be like, everyone's talking about Trilby Man the next day and no one's talking about what happened in the episode. Did you see Trilby Man? It'll be like Man? a meme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I could have played this role. Tell me. At the 14 minute and 24 second mark, uh, uh, an unpleasant lady walks up to Claudia and says, Let me say it another way. What are you hoping this work communicates to the viewer? Yeah. I, that's something I would just naturally say to a teen. I don't think. About her art that she made. <laughs> I, I admire your gumption. Mm-hmm. I think you would be better for the gentleman behind that lady who's okay. like clearly her crony who like takes a note after like qu- silently takes a note after she says that to claudia <laughs> did you see that guy no he was just like that lady who was like a prestigious art lady had two like assistants behind her yeah and once she like got done like dressing down claudia the these two people like silently take notes and then they all move on and i feel like you could be that guy that's good okay yeah. i could do that i could do either of those things i could do both actually you know what i could do both i could i'm versatile enough that i could do both of those things and we'll do we'll do like um and then we could have the lady and the guy in the trilby would interact they would like share a wink we'll do and cgi gu- that's good yeah so you'll be in like a full body mocap suit for that and then yeah. you'll you'll do both in full body mocap and then we'll layer it on. We'll do like um It'll be like multiplicity. Princess Leia in Rogue One. Okay. 
we really went we really both reached for very different references <laughs> yeah um all right great okay. jack yes can i talk to you about something yes please let's let please talk to me about whatever you like it's this yeah it's my <gasps> And that's where we talk about the burns in the book. There are a lot of them. A lot of burns in the video novel this week. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Can I tell you mine? Yeah. Yeah. You can tell me yours. I have. I have two, and they're both they're both good burns from Janine, who just fucking. Mine is one of mine is a is a burn from Janine, and I suspect it's probably one of yours. Janine. So the the we have not talked about this much this episode yet, but the main plot of this video novel was that Janine is mean. She's mean, and she's not being like super emotionally available to Claudia, who's sad because Mimi. Like, in fact, Mimi had a stroke right after Janine and Claudia were having a fight about this sort of logic versus passion uh, sides uh, of their personality. I've startled my boy awake with my burn Burn exclamation. Yeah. Is that? It's always always a... A a worry. A worry with the burn of the week. Yeah. But tonight I've I've gone too big. You've gone too big. And is that going to make your wife upset? Probably because she's playing D&D. Oh. So she doesn't want to have to deal with him has she has he gone silent now no he's still crying she's just texted me she said baby's fussing a bit do you want to pause no we'll be fine we'll just i'll i'll i'm gonna take a back seat i'm gonna let you jackie take the wheel okay so you 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 tell me about your burn i'm gonna tell you about my burn and it's as follows uh it's at the three minute and 30 second mark and it's a it janine does a burn and then claudia responds with a burn and Janine has drawn her digestible comestibles. There's uh, the a Tootsie Pop and uh, some other candies. And Janine, wa- and Tr- Trevor Sanborn or somebody is saying like, this is so good. And then Janine walks in and she says, Is this triptych intended as a pop art homage? Or do you feel you have something to say about American consumerism that hasn't been said before? It's <laughs> pretty good, yeah. And then Claudia responds, and she's talking to Trevor, and she says, This is my sister, Janine. She hatched from a space pod my parents found in the compost bin, and has struggled to adapt to the customs of Earth. Like um, Superman. It's a lot like Superman, yeah. She's saying she's Superman. She's saying, yeah, she's saying Like the Goldfinger song. Do I have to whisper to her? Your baby can't hear it, right? I don't think my baby. Can your baby hear me, though? I'm just like anything about babies waking up is very triggering for me. Yeah. God, I should I should move. It, yeah, to you can move to a place and you can like, put I your baby leave in Brooklyn. another wing. I should yeah. leave my tiny Brooklyn apartment and move to like a home somewhere in the suburbs of New York maybe or Connecticut suburbs. Um, well, I, well, like Connecticut is essentially a suburb of New York. Okay, <laughs> I'll let the people of Connecticut know where the boy could sleep on, like an upper floor, and I could be in. The and you can do a burn of the damn week, like uh, uh, any man should, yeah. when he's talking about the Babysitters Club. Yeah, I'm a yelling man. it at the top of his damn I'm lungs. I'm a man. Yeah, I say this to my wife 
every night. I'm just like, I'm a man. <laughs> I should be able to do burn of the week as loud as I want. I want to yell when I'm talking about the babysitters club. Yeah, I've got hot blood. Um, <laughs> What's your burn? Uh, just like a minute later. Yeah. And baby nation, Tanner is going to be speaking very quietly while his baby fusses. Yes. He's so mad. I can hear him. He's still pissed. Trevor is, is in, in that scene that you just described. Trevor has yeah. been there the whole time. Yeah. Cause he's there to help Claudia select a piece for mm-hmm. the, um, Eastern Connecticut district guard show. Yeah. That whole exchange humiliates Claudia. Mm-hmm. She, Trevor like excuses himself politely. Next scene is that evening. They're playing Trivial Pursuit with Mimi. And they're fighting. Janine and Claudia. And Claudia says at the 4 minute 36 mark, First you humiliate me in front of Trevor. And Janine cuts her off and says, Who's Trevor? (laughs) (laughs) You just, you just saw him. (laughs) <laughs> like a minute ago he was here two hours ago <laughs> that's a very good bird i really like that yeah um we should leave and go well because we have a whole interview that we want to do uh, i would like to very very briefly very quickly ask you before we do mm-hmm. did you cry oh god Jack, did i cry yeah i cried for about the last 10 minutes of this fucking episode I cried a lot. I'll remind you that when we do the tearful moments in um, the video novel series, uh, we are not. I'm not going to allow myself to fall back on the crutch in post of pulling a clip from the episode. So, right, right, right. if if you have something that made you cry, you're going to have to describe it uh, yourself. Okay. You're going to use right. your words to convey the emotion. Okay. So that's just that's what we do with for the the for it's canon that we do this for the video books. Yeah. Okay. I think I I think I have that gravitas. Yeah. I cried twice to, in this novel. To, I cried twice too. Yeah. yeah. Let's hear your first one. Nineteen fifteen minute mark. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter what mark. It doesn't it is, matter. You're not going to put them. No, the you got to describe it yourself. We're going to make our audience cry through your words. Mimi has had a stroke, mm-hmm. and she's lost her words. Yeah, and she keeps saying to to Janine and Claudia, "Peach's horse house." Yeah, Peach's horse house, and they don't they don't know what that means. Right. Claudia struggles to connect with media through uh, through Mimi. <laughs> Claudia struggles to connect with Mimi through media, mm-hmm. and says, "Here's a picture of a horse. Here's a picture of a peach." Mm-hmm. She's unable to to make that connection, and and Janine has to step in and and speak Japanese. Yeah. To Mimi, to understand that she was talking about her time in a uh, Japanese internment camp during World War II. And Claudia and Janine have a moment in the lobby of the hospital. Yeah. Where... Claudia says, I drew so many dang pictures of horses. <laughs> okay. And here come the waterworks. I drew a picture of a peach. Yeah. And I thought that would help. <laughs> and it just made Mimi more angry. Yeah. And Janine says, 
It's okay. I spoke Japanese at her. And she says, she says, Claudia, Mimi is finding her way back to us again. To you. And that's what the dang pictures are meaningful. The, and that's why the dang pictures are so, dang pictures are so meaningful. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's powerful. I love that. Yeah. And it was good. Sounds like your baby's quieted. Yeah, he's he's settled down, yeah. So I can start shouting again. Okay, I got two. I want to say them both. Okay. The first is right at the very end that I want to talk about. Right at the very end. And The pictures? Yeah, it's the pictures. And it's... Okay. The photos, it's at the as you said. 19 minute and 48 second mark. And I guess I don't need to say that because we're not going to be using clip from the show as a crutch. Right, right. It's this... Marianne never fully appreciated the room that the girls had remodeled for her because there was something missing from it. Right. And the thing that was missing, it turns out, was the Humpty Dumpty photo, the photograph of uh, Humpty, Humpty Dumpty, Dumpty, the rare yeah. photograph of the egg, the historical photograph the egg of the egg, of the shattered egg man. And it's eggs again, and it's eggs all the way up and all the way down. We can't emphasize this enough in these video novels. It's really is a lot about eggs. Yeah. And they realize, you know, and Anthony, honestly, and um, Bobby could have told him this if they'd asked. But right. they needed to do something nice with the... Anthony would do something with those eggs. Yeah. <laughs> he would have made Maybe up a like fucking a delicious hollandaise. Kind of thing or, yeah, hollandaise is good. Yeah. But... Okay, they realize, and they have that. They find the old pictures of Marianne's mom, Alma, when she's Alma. pregnant, putting up that photo on the wall, and then another picture of baby Marianne that, wh- nope. while they're of baby Alma. Yes, and they put both the. All the three of those pictures up together in kind of a montage, and then Mr. Spear looks at it and he's tearing up and he says, I don't think he says anything about what he's saying in his mind, and you can tell just kind of from the way he's looking at it, is now my dead pregnant wife is putting up the egg, but she's also next to the egg. And then there's another picture of my baby wife, and then she's a baby. And then he oh says, I God. hug you. I hug you. And he hugs her. And then he hugs I Marianne. <laughs> Such a powerful moment. And they're all together, all three of them. The egg the and the baby, baby wife stuff. and the dead pregnant wife are all together. Gosh. Yeah. I wept. I wept and I did cry and we did cry a lot at this and now we have to go and now we have to leave. But before we leave, we are going to give you all a big treat and it's a nice treat because we did an interview. We're about to do an interview. We're about to do an interview where where they're waiting. So they're in the Zoom waiting room now. And it's the executive producer. Waiting to be admitted. Yeah, two two executive producers. Two executive producers of this show. Naya Susikov. Susikov and Lucy Katata. Katata. Yeah. 
from Walden Greedia and Picture Start. We got to come up with a mean nickname for Picture Start. Yeah, I'm going to work on it. Um, I think we have to workshop this now because okay. I want to go into the interview ready with one so I can yeah. really get her, you know? Thinks they're smart. <laughs> Mario Kart. <laughs> I like Mario Kart. <laughs> We're going to work on it. Um, but in the meantime, what I would... Fix w- your art. <laughs> fix your art. <laughs> yeah, fix your art picture start. Yeah. Um, we're gonna work on it. We'll workshop it with uh, with Lucy. And it's only it's out of love. These these mean nicknames it, yeah, are out of love, it and it's love. out of respect. And it comes from respect because we expect the the best. We expect the best. Yeah, from them. And you know they're great. They're great. And we're gonna and get the best. And you're gonna get the best from this excellent interview, which is coming up with Naya and Lucy now. Lucy has entered the room. Should we big dog a little bit, keep her waiting, or should we just let her right in? Should we big dog her until Naya shows up, or do we just want to let her in and and maybe get some deep? Let's get some, let's dish on Naya for a little bit. Okay, that's what we'll do. I'm gonna let her in. Okay. Hi. Hi. How Hi, are you, Lucy? I'm okay. How are you guys? We're Good. doing well. You're you're here before Naya, so we can dish on Naya a little bit before she gets yeah. here. Yeah. We were talking oh, okay. about whether or not we should let you in or wait for Naya, and we're like, no, let's let her in because she can dish on Naya. <laughs> <laughs> Naya and I are a great team. There's no dishing. <laughs> okay. If Jack weren't here, I would tell you all sorts of... I would love that. That would be great. It's so nice to meet you both. It's great yeah, it's to, nice meet to meet you, having you us on. Yeah. That was a royal week. <laughs> My wife is grabbing the baby monitor. Excuse us. Hi. <laughs> Can you guys not hear your baby in your Brooklyn apartment without I mean, a monitor? We can. We just we like to we like to watch him. They're know? so loud. Yeah. So you so who's in Brooklyn and who's yeah where where are you guys both based? I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Austin. Jack is okay. in Austin. Are you always in Austin or are you just in Austin lately? Yeah, last couple of years. I don't okay. know how I got out here, but I didn't leave. Um, so I've been here for two years now. Um, it's, oh, cool. it's I tried to convince surprising. him to come home on a weekly basis, but he won't. He calls yeah. Austin home now, apparently. <laughs> There's no accounting for taste. I did all the hard work of become like you have to be in New York for like ten years before anyone will even accept that you have any New York credibility. So I like put in my time <laughs> and then left. So I, I lived in New York very briefly when I was four, and I have a, my one of my brothers was born there. Um, and the thing that I remembered the most was how sparkly the sidewalks were. <laughs> I, was so, oh, I was so close to the sidewalks. Oh, yeah. How beautiful the sparkles were in the, the mica, I guess, in the, in the cement. Wow, That's I've cool. never noticed. It's like the, the eyes of children, you know? <laughs> so yeah. So much magic in the world. It's, very, it's a really, you know, deep sense memory. I was also a very girly little girl, so sparkles would attract me. <laughs> but uh, it was like my primary memory of New York. Yeah. My wife and I are fleeing to Connecticut in a month or so. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we got to, like, we realize we're paying for this, like, small two-bedroom apartment. We have a one-year-old son who's, like, rambunctious. Like, Congratulations. Thank you. It was just, like, we're paying for all the luxuries of, of Brooklyn, but we can't enjoy anything about Brooklyn, so 
we're gonna Tanner thinks mm-hmm. that if he goes to Connecticut, he can find the real Stony Brook. I keep telling him that it's yeah. not possible, but he's not listening to me. So that's what's really <laughs> happening. It's like national treasure. He's out there and he's gonna <laughs> like spend his days like searching around to see if he can find the portal to Stony Brook. Well, it's I sad. have to tell you. I have to tell you. So right after we lived in New York, my parents moved for about a year to Greenwich, Connecticut. And we lived on this incredibly beautiful, beautiful street. It was, you know, full of greenery. I was like six when we left, right? So it was before I'd read any Babysitter's Club books. But um, there were so many kids on that street that I was best friends with. And there was like a little secret passageway behind one of their houses. So I could sneak to go see my best friend. And then we moved from there very abruptly to Paris, which obviously was a lovely place to live. But I think it really mythologized Stony Brook for me because I felt as though I had really experienced that incredibly bucolic, you know, child-friendly environment. Yeah. And it, it was such a, a powerful, um, sort of potent, uh, uh, you know, weight in my, in, in my memory. Yeah, I mean, Jack Jack said it jokingly, but like literally as Jamie and I were like driving around Connecticut, I was like, I'm going to be honest, I'm really just looking for Stony Brook. I was like, I want a, I want to live in a place that reminds me of Stony Brook. And like I was weighing like certain houses like, hmm, would Christy live here? No. Yeah, that, that tracks. That tracks. Um, did you see that when Netflix did their little um, their little flyer with the uh, number that you could call? No. Was it a Connecticut number? It's a Connecticut number. It's a two. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cute. It's really cute. The team at Netflix is all a huge, like every single person working on the show at Netflix is also a huge fan. Yeah. So it's been, I think, a really, really cool experience for Anne to get to interact with everyone and everyone has to keep it together, which is harder than you would expect. Yeah. Have you been able to work closely with her? Yeah, a little. Yeah. Um, you know. Must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah. No, so... So, well, you know, I don't want to scoop Naya when she comes on, but um, The Babysitter's Club is a book series that I loved so much as a child and that I had tried at literally every job I have ever had to get made uh, as some sort of TV show. And it really took it really took the admin of streaming and and sort of specificity of audience for me to get to actually do it. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I, I had really tried at every single job I'd ever had to make this show in some capacity just to use these books because you know you, you never really know exactly how, whether something's going to hit or not but i knew that i cared so so much about these books and that there were millions of other people who had read them as children who might also care yeah um, so i you know we like to joke that we made the show just as much for us as we made it for the kids we say that about our podcast too yeah <laughs> exactly um, did did you feel that there was that there's like a, a a dual audience? There's people who are like nostalgic for the show, and also like a new generation of people who are like who want to discover it. Well, it was more it was more that you know I think whenever you make anything in in film or TV, you have to be so passionate about it because it could take so long to get made. You have to have enough sustaining passion to you know stick it out for three to six years, which is about the average time to get one project turned around and aired. Um, and so it's just, it's a lot easier if you really, really care about it. Yeah. Uh, all of us really, really cared about it. It was really a joy to get to find all these people. Naya! Hooray! Hooray! Hi, guys! Okay. Uh, you, you also look somewhere that looks very cool. Yeah, I'm in Maine right now. I'm in, uh, Stonington, Maine. 
Oh, I'm so jealous. I love Maine. I'm living out my <laughs> cottage core queen fantasies right here. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> right, this is my view. Oh, wow. That's gorgeous. All right. I need to see you guys' views now. Or can you not move? There's a big pile of laundry right here on the ground. Nice, nice. Good. That we're going to take to the laundromat later. Um, the, the bed. <laughs> so I got my cat. Oh, there you oh, yeah. go. Hi, cat. There's princess. What's your cat's name? Uh, princess Cutie Face. Aww. Yeah, because she has a cute face and she's regal. Yeah. I love her. Uh, my cat is Zelda. Zelda? Mm -hmm. That's cool. After Fitzgerald? F. Scott oh. or, yeah. yeah, like F. Scott or Legend of, right. depending on who no, you ask in the family. That's cool. It's good to cover your bases. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tanner's done that with his child as well, Miles. Yep. Oh, Depending great. on who you ask, Miles could be any number of things from sort of highbrow to lowbrow. He could be um, named after Babysitter's Club ghostwriter Ellen Miles. He could be <laughs> named after Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog, whose real name is Miles. He could be Miles Morales from Spider-Man. That's where I went. Yeah. He could be um, Miles Davis? Chief O'Brien, Miles O'Brien from Star Trek. My child's name is Cyril after a um, character in an Edwardian children's book. So, oh, it's basketball. Uh, uh, it's um, y yes, it's actually five children in it. But yeah, ah, <laughs> isn't there a serial in the Bastables too? There, there may be, but not as prominently. I'll have to remember. I have read every single one of those books. I'm obsessed with all of them. That's so awesome. We so <laughs> we're we, they're like a huge part of my wife and I both read them as kids, and so it's like a big part of our relationship. My favorite was always the Phoenix in the Carpet. Yeah, amazing. Um, before we get into the, the meat of the episode, Naya, can we ask how you pronounce your last name? It's Susikov. Okay. Susikov. Okay. Jamie yeah. was right. Yeah, and honestly... Jamie was right. Oh, and also Jamie says hi. Oh, Naya. hi, Jamie. That's so funny. It's <laughs> such a small world. When I had that like realization that we know each other from college, I my brain just blew up. Weirdly, Naya, you're the second guest we've had on that is friends with my wife. It's starting to get suspicious. Very well connected in the Babysitter's Club I, universe. I've heard Rachel, she knows Rachel from the theater, correct? Yeah. It's starting to feel like a conspiracy. She's a plant. We planted her. This goes yeah. way back. It goes all the way to the top. <laughs> um, all right, great. Well, welcome to the show, Lucy Katata and Naya Susikoff. You guys are the... Executive producers of the Babysitters Club TV show. You're the, the both of your titles? the most important people we've ever had on the show. That's factually incorrect. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel bad for you if that's the case. Really, <laughs> you got to get out more. <laughs> um, Naya, I'm going to apologize up front about <laughs> all the Walden Greedia stuff. Obviously, Lucy, we haven't come up with a mean nickname for Picture Start yet, but. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we will during the Good. course of the podcast. It's kind of a it's a rite of it's a rite of passage for corporations who interact with the Babysitters Club with us. Well, Picture um, Start we hasn't very, crossed us yet. Yeah, so that, we have a contentious relationship with Scholastic. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we failed we failed miserably to catch the Phantom Caller, so that's on us. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, admitting it is important. Yeah. It's good. the first step to atonement. <laughs> yeah. Still at um, large after 35 years. Man, that guy's good. So we found a, he, he's, um, Ted, he's Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz's dad. That's who the fans uh, are. Okay. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> that go. makes sense. He's well connected. That's why it's hard to get to. Exactly. Well, great. Well, thank you for coming on. We're just going to um, ask you a few questions about Jack and I obviously have been having a lot of conversations with people involved with the show. Um, we've talked to Rachel. We've talked to Lucia. We've talked to Sochi and, and Malia. And we've made a lot of connections. I think it's looking pretty good that we're going to be pretty heavily involved in season two. Um, in a lot of different aspects. It's kind of like directing, writing, acting, a lot of acting, it sounds like. Um, but now I, I think we want to kind of really dig into the the biz side of stuff a little bit with you guys, figure out like yeah. what it takes to get a show made, all that kind of stuff. So just kind of p- pick your brains a little bit. I, I figured maybe we can start by uh, asking you a little bit about how you got this show made. And then we've got some, uh, we've got some, just basic ideas we haven't fleshed them out yet that and we can kind of figure out with you how to get them made that are babysitters yeah. adjacent um, right. I feel like you're the best people to talk to about that but yeah if you want to like how how long was this in the making about three years three years okay yes tanner strap yeah. in because we've got we've got three we've got three properties we want to get made so i mean i'd like to say this started when we were probably both around 11 years old reading in the backyard <laughs> 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 I, I wrote to Anna Martin when I was nine and she wrote me back and it was the highlight of my existence, except that now I've got a letter and <laughs> I love to do the same. We write to her all the time and she will not respond to us. What did you ask her? I feel like I asked her where she got the ideas. I probably gave her some ideas that I thought were really excellent at the time. I was a lot, I was really into giving notes. <laughs> People you're love practicing. That. You're, you're getting ready for the job you currently have. I found this letter recently that I wrote to a sticker company where I like made three pages long suggestions of like what they should be doing. <laughs> Uh, dear Anne, I really love the Babysitters Club. I think it's a great start, but we really need to punch it up a little bit if we're going to take it to the next level. Yeah, it's not reading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. Three years ago, um, and Lucy, please jump in at any point. But uh, three years ago, Lucy came to me with uh, the Babysitters Club, and she said, "You know, there's this book series, and I don't know if you read it when you were a kid, but like, you know, it was something I loved." And I was like is it the babysitter's club? Because if so, yes, we're doing this immediately. <laughs> and uh, so Lucy and I drove out, from where we flew out first to New York and then road tripped out to meet with Anne. And I'm not going to share her location because we don't want to triangulate too much. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, uh, Princeton, New Jersey. We talk yeah. about it all the time on the show. <laughs> <laughs> or so you think. Uh, and so... <laughs> We we had a nice lunch with her in a public place because I'm sure she was terrified that we were going to be crazy fans, which we were. <laughs> crazy fans. <laughs> we were like we were quoting directly from the book at the ripe ages of uh, like mid, our mid thirties, and she was like, "What is wrong with you two? <laughs> um, but somehow we didn't scare her too much, so she let us run with it, and from there. Uh, we went out to go find uh, someone who was as obsessed with the BSB as we were. And Lucy, do you want to jump in from there? Sure. I mean, my my little backstory on on getting the rights to you, Naya, is that I had tried to get the rights at every single job I had ever had in Hollywood. So much so that when I finally, we finally announced the show, every boss I had ever had congratulated me because they... (laughs) remembered that I had been <laughs> fighting for it for so many years. 
Um, but yeah, so so I remember exactly where we were at that lunch, Naya, uh, when I first mentioned it to you. And, um, and so we set off to try to find someone who'd be a, a mega fan of the books because we knew that we would really only get that texture and, and that sort of deep-seated love um, for the books if we could find someone who was going to be as passionate about it as we were, but also just be the creative force. Um, since you know we're we're more in an editorial capacity almost it's more of a uh you know um support and structure and help you know as opposed to creating ourselves mm -hmm. so we were out looking for somebody and then we got an incoming um call from uh lucia and yellow's agent which was such a dream come true. We were like, oh my goodness how did we get so lucky she was a huge fan of the series and she came in and met with us and um and had such a clear vision for what she wanted she she really she referenced freaks and geeks as sort of a tonal comp um and she talked about how the you know the girls that she has worked the, the sort of adult women roles that she's created or had a hand in creating um were also once teenagers and teenagers are hilarious and we they, she wanted to see those kinds of girls reflected in the babysitters club and uh, and so we started looking for someone who could work with Lucia and with us, um, and and we were we were not really finding quite the right fit of sort of comedy and heart and, and deep seated love of the Babysitters Club, and then um, my friend Rachel Schuchert uh, came to mind, and she had just had a baby, so I knew that I was pushing my luck a little bit, but I called her up and I was like, "What do you think? <laughs> could you do this?" I know the timing's not great, but I feel like you're going to have an answer for me one way or another very, very quickly. And she thought about it for about 30 seconds and was like, well, obviously, let me tell you exactly how you should make this show. And she came <laughs> in with basically no help at all and presented this incredibly perfect vision dovetailed completely with what Lucia had to say. Um, and we were just, you know, it was just, it was just, we were just there. It was, it was exactly what we needed. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, for Walden Gradia's perspective, I don't think we've ever worked with anybody as incredibly cool and uh, on point for this project as Rachel and Lucia were. So it, it really upped our clout. Yeah. They, it was great talking to both of them, too. They really seemed to, like, really know the source material very well as well. Yeah, they, that's an understatement. Um, and and the, the other thing I need to mention is I was working with Michael DeLuca at the time, and he was incredibly supportive of this entire endeavor in the sense that, you know, I kept him posted on everything, but he was just like, look, go for it. I, I believe in you, <laughs> <laughs> which is incredible. Um, if you look at his uh, his credits, you will see how how much that meant to me to have his support. Um, and, and his daughter was also aging into the books and, and becoming a big fan. So I think it, he really appreciated the clout that it gave him in the uh, schoolyard. I like that our pitch for the um, for the Babysitter's Club included from the producer of Fifty Shades of Grey, the director of Time Tra <laughs> Traveling Bong, and the writer of Glow. I mean, a lot of those themes are in the books as well. So. <laughs> yeah, Fifty Shades of Alan Gray. It's it's really perfect. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sochi Gomez told us that she liked to refer to Michael DeLuca as the infinite on set and told us that we should refer to him as that. That's incredible. And we asked her what that meant. I did and she not didn't know have that. A, yeah, it's very mysterious. answer, but so that's infinite what we think of him as. Yeah. Infinitely wise. Yeah. Good track for me. Infinitely He's terrifying, I assume. Yeah. Infinitely yeah. ancient. We'll work on it. 
Definitely um, not. <laughs> I don't think he'd love being called ancient. <laughs> have you guys been working with the Leviathan? And is that quite frightening? We have. Yeah. Um, it, you know, his, his depth of knowledge is frightening. I mean, yeah. he knows absolutely everything about these girls uh, to the point that if you step a little bit out of line with it, he'll just he's there to smack you back. Yeah. I hear you might be talking to him. Maybe. Am I... Spoilers. Well, he's, Spoilers. He's, um, we he's, have to he's, translate. Like yeah. it's very hard finding a translator who speaks infernal. Yeah, uh, my I have some like Aramaic and some ancient Greek, but like it's it's it can do a little bit in terms of getting it across, but it's it's very very difficult to communicate, and also as I said, very very frightening. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to imagine breathing underwater is probably not going to help you. <laughs> it's not great on a podcast. Breathing underwater, avoid avoiding the mind flaying. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of hoops we have to jump through, but yeah. we'll yeah we'll we want to do out. it. Yeah. Um, we would love to, uh, while we have you for a little bit longer, uh, pitch you on some ideas. Maybe we can get something made. That's in this. This the show is a hit, um, but I think there's definitely appetite for more Babysitters Club adjacent properties on Netflix yep. or elsewhere. And I think we're the people to do it. So I'd love to work with you guys on kind of get on getting something made first steps of that i, yeah, I understand man. it takes about three years but let's get started soon in that I'm case happy to hear this, but you should just know that i'm a professional dream crusher so okay uh, okay <laughs> the, well ready these are the these pit. are okay here, here's one ready a time to Killborn. it's based on shannon Kilborn. okay but here's the here's the big question about shannon Kilborn. i don't know if you've written her into the show yet but because um, we haven't seen all the episodes, but sh- the thing about Shannon is whenever they call on her, hey, Shannon, we really need you. You're the associate member. Like, we need you in a pinch. She's not available. Why is that? Super spy. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> working for the U.S. government. And so this is set in Stony I, Brook. I mean, Jack, I'm, I hate to give you notes okay. mid-pitch, but yeah. I don't know if she's working for the U.S. government. I don't think Maybe she we don't know. A- we don't know. Country. Yeah, there, it's it's. I think twenty four. It's like twenty four. You never know who's a double agent type yeah. of thing. Or a little uh, bit more alias. Alias, exactly. Yes. 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 Okay. I'm. I'm. I see that you're. You're vibing on this pitch. I really can I? Like can that. I just step in right now and say anything that you pitch us at this point is property of Walden Gradia uh, forever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. We'll so, we'll run the same so you know. um, so disclaimer know. we ran through Rachel. So I'll just say some some boilerplate text real quick, and we'll speed it up in post. Great. Great. Um, <laughs> Anything we pitch to Picture Start and Walden Media is 100% property of Jack Shepard and Tanner Greenring and 100% profits go to Jack Shepard and Tanner Greenring and they get executive producer credits on every show. And starring roles together. And starring. Yeah. Great. Um, Great. We're here for that. So I'm thinking like it's like Born Identity kind of, but, you know, aimed at the same audience. We could maybe get John Krasinski. Yeah, he's To play right Shannon. He'd be really good at Shannon. As yeah. Shannon or, yeah. you know, or anyone from The Office, honestly, would be good. They're all available. Yeah. <laughs> And so each episode begins with we can get one of the babysitters from the show calling up Shannon and being like, hey, there's an emergency like the the Pikes need a second sitter and Mallory can't stay up late. Um, And then Shannon has to deny the call because she's like like on assignment. This seems like the exact same structure as uh, Phineas and Ferb episodes where Shannon would take on the role of (laughs) Harry the Platypus. (laughs) I think that's great because those kids who are kind of aging out of Phineas and Ferb, we've got like a place for them, which is a time to Killborn on Netflix. Or, you know, we're open to Netflix. Obviously, that's 
the dream, but we'll take any. Like we'll do Amazon. Yeah, we'll take anything. We don't want to seem desperate, but we will take anything. CBS All Access. Yeah. So Quibi, you'll take Quibi. (laughs) We'll take Quibi. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Quibi pays. Quibi's good. Um, Question: Can uh, Can Shannon be a platypus? I actually really like that idea, Lucy. Let's run with that. I love it. I love that. Uh, okay. We are we have a we have a some very successful IP in the form of a porpoise on our show. People really love a porpoise character that we've created called the Slapius Porpoise. It's a huge hit and everyone really loves it. So we could kind of bring that to bear. Um, I don't That's think, great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're both um, animals that begin with P. So good. So it sounds like you guys really responded positively to that one. We'll. Let you we'll guys put a pin in it. Let's, yeah, like, let us noodle on that. Timelines, maybe what kind of points we can expect, um, things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, the other kind of big successful spinoff we can see coming out of the Babysitters Club is we've on the podcast developed uh, a few characters of our own who kind of fit very naturally into the universe of Stony Brook and the Babysitters. Um, they're sort of middle-aged men, uh, business tycoons, um, Titans of industry, Titans of industry. Uh, one of them is called Goliath Hardbody, and he runs a giant corporation called Hardbody Industries that will eventually go on to acquire the babysitters club. And right. his second in command is this guy called Mark Markson. Um, because Jack's not very good at naming characters. Well, we also have Dave Davison and Rich Richson. So yeah. I, I actually have a wealth of naming possibilities for if we need to do a lot of characters for this show. So right. we and we're to, imagining we this is like... Names, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're imagining this is like, this could find a home on like CNBC or something like that. It's kind of a little bit more for the business set, but you know, still very like steeped in Stony Brook and the Babysitter's Club mythology. Right. I was hoping you were going to say that it was much more of an HBO elevated play and maybe a companion piece to Succession. Um, oh, and it- oh, I like that. Okay. This, see, this is why you get paid the big bucks. That's perfect. <laughs> HBO, as I'm sure you know, um, hosted the original Babysitter's Club. Uh, oh, yes. We've watched a couple episodes. We've watched a couple episodes. <laughs> we love the theme we're, song. <laughs> yeah, the theme song is great. theme song is my jam. We made all the girls learn the theme song on set. <laughs> it really gets stuck in your head. Yeah. And then, you know, as far as I know, you guys aren't in charge of casting, but just kind of like for the pitch deck, when mm-hmm. we go to HBO, like Goliath Harbody could be me. It could be just kind of spitballing other sort of Goliath Harbody types. Me, Idris Elba, um, Daniel, Daniel Craig, yep. I think I said at one point. So just sort of like that vibe, yeah. you know? Got it, got it, yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of, it's disruptive as a thing. And this is why I think that it can appeal to, it can appeal to people who are like interested in business, people who follow the stock market, like like people who are serious about business but want a fictional show. But because it's disruptive, because it's new, because it's like new technology, it'll also, it'll also bring in the existing audience of young people who are enjoying the um, the babysitters, existing oh, babysitters have, club show. I have a question, which is, uh, where are the women on your show? Um, in this, in hard body industries, there definitely are absolutely no women. I think at yeah. one point there was, her name was Hippolyta, like swift thighs, swift, swift thighs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and she was kind of a competing <laughs> business tycoon, but yeah. yeah, for the most part, it's just these deep voiced men. Yeah. They're, they're, they're very with the times. 
just business, you know, older, balding business types. Yeah. Is this not, this is not hitting. I feel like this isn't hitting with you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think, I, I have to say, I think Goliath Hardbody is a really compelling, interesting character. <laughs> I have, have to agree, but I, I don't, I don't think we want to do a show that's not uh, at least involving some women in an entrepreneurial okay. role. It just doesn't, it doesn't click. It's, it's not for me. <laughs> I'm going to pass. Respect. Okay. Okay. It'll work okay. on stuff. There's no women in it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'll we'll take it elsewhere, but thank you for your feedback and thank yeah. you for your time. Yeah. All right. And that's a note for us, Tanner. We'll try to develop some more some deep voice women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got one more pitch for you. This is more sci-fi. Um, it's it's you know there's just like a wave of exciting science fiction and fantasy shows right now. Maybe this is like a it's like a WB type thing. Um, it's called. Around? Is it? I don't. I don't know. Is is Buffy still on? That is serious. I wish. It's called Track and Jackie, um, and it just follows the continuing adventures of Jackie Rudowski. As you know, Jackie Rudowski is a babysitting charge yeah. of the babysitters. One of the favorites, but the reason that he is so clumsy is that. Um, as I'm sure you know, whenever he trips and falls, what's actually happening is he is tripping outside of time um, into an alternate universe where he ah. lives out an entire lifetime, kind of like Quantum Leap, yeah. uh, and lives and dies. And so we can do anything. We can have a lot of fun with that. Different worlds, different ideas every week, and it's like a different, you know, just like a you can explore a lot of things in a kind of like Star Trek type of way. I do think that's a great idea. I have to tell you, super <laughs> okay. high concept, easy to pitch. <laughs> Yeah. Only thing you have to People worry like about. that high concept. <laughs> yeah. Little probably a little costly, but you know, if we're gonna green screen the whole thing, perfect. Yeah. That's fine. Oh no, no, no. All practical effects, I think. And like and puppets. Sets. Puppets. Yeah. Yeah. Or you just keep it in a sliding doors kind of way where they trip into the same universe, but everyone is acting a little bit differently. Oh wow. So we can yeah. bring back like the same actors every week. But. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same. It's um, Russian doll. I, that's good too. Yeah, it's the I'm same. A little. Episode. I mean, I, I kind of wish we had pitched this to Lucia because I think she would have been a great director for it. You know, you would have had a whole package at that point, guys. We can get back to her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll tell her right. that Naya and Lucy are attached to produce, and we just need her kind of directing, and maybe Rachel will even write it. Yeah. Great. Get the band back together. When I was researching Lucia, apparently she wrote her thesis on time travel movies. I did know this. That about I, I, I didn't get a chance to ask her about it, but I was thinking about tracking Jackie in relation to that. But. I know a lot about time travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she's done one. She's done one of the classics. Yes. <laughs> Although I would argue that everything she touches turns into a classic. <laughs> um, cool. So basically, it's, it looks like we're, we're two for three here. And we can get what? What's the next steps for us? First one was a win. I think that was a. <laughs> I think that was a. How? What an interesting idea! Do come back. Okay. I was told early on that a great way to uh, soft pass on a project is to say something like, "Wow, that was really well told. Let us think about it, and we'll come back to you." <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll get used to. We'll get used to listening for that. Okay. <laughs> Can I pitch you guys back an idea? Because I, yes, I was listening to your episodes with Rachel and Lucia, and I think you got something there with uh, Boo Boo and Pete Black. I don't know. <laughs> I would. I would keep going on that one. Um, I think the Rosencrantz and Guildenstone model is really good. 
<laughs> that I love that. So that's a spin. You're thinking of that as a spinoff. I think, it's and that's spin-off. perfect. So yeah. we can we can star on what five or six of the ten episodes for next season as Boo Boo and Pete Black, and then and with the idea of building just to an establish entire, the characters, yeah, yeah. N- new property. That's great. Well, I really like. I, that. I think we still have to figure out how you're getting into Canada, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a problem. It's such a problem. <laughs> he'll be he's method, so at that point he'll be like so immersed in Boo Boo that like we can They're just be like, of course we'll let this cat in. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. It sounds like we've got a lot of good notes. Just if you guys can get back to us on next steps and maybe like who you're thinking we'll kind of go out to with this stuff. Um we can kind of like tailor make some of these decks. <laughs> we we will not be doing that. Okay. <laughs> I guess I misunderstood some okay. of the feedback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, <laughs> and if you guys have any podcast ideas you want to pitch us, obviously we're open to kind of like yeah. thinking through. <laughs> it's a two-way street, you know. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been really lovely. We're really glad that you came on the show and we are really loving watching the Netflix show. It is a masterpiece. So thank you guys so much for, you know, I always say that you, your podcast really kind of helped keep it fresh in my mind. And and sometimes (laughs) when I was reading the script, I'd go back over some of the old episodes and and just check and see, not always accurately if uh, what we had was <laughs> I have this that's very nice of you to say. I have this problem where like whenever I'm trying to remember what happened in an old episode in an old book, I'll look at my notes for the episode and they're completely incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having us on and for for watching the show and for talking about the show. It means so much to us that you like it and that you're watching it and that you're encouraging other people to watch. Every view counts. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we love it. Baby Nation, watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Make up account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Make up fake account. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank, thank you, guys. You. Bye. Bye-bye. And we're back. Wow. Thank wow. you so much, Naya okay. and Lucy. And they are both gone. Do you have anything gone. you want to plug? And they're both oh, gone. Gosh. It's us it's you. It's me. We're saying goodbye. We're back to say goodbye. Naya and Lucy are gone. I would like to thank you, Tanner, for bearing with me. You're welcome. And I would like to. Yeah. Naya, Lucy, no, thank you both for being here today. It was so great speaking to you. And is there anything you want to plug? <laughs> I guess not. Okay. I guess not. So it's maybe I'll just. just kinda, and that's rude. Actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, what can you expect from the f- fucking fix your art? You know, um, from Mario Kart and uh, from fucking Mario Kart Gridia. and Juan Yeah, We are gonna work on it for Picture Start. Don't you worry, yeah. Lucy. Um, we would like to thank our wonderful guests for joining us, and we would like to thank uh, each other. We don't thank each other enough for just being there for one another during. Oh, speak you know. for yourself. Okay. Um, and, uh, I would like to thank the baby nation for listening. Uh, we love you and we kiss you so very much. Um, 
please do subscribe to our Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com slash podcast. We have a whole other show where we talk about the Little Sister books, and we sing about them, and it's good, and everyone likes it, and it helps to support our work and keep us doing what we're doing. Uh, it's only $5 a month for a whole other show. Please do check it out. Um, please also join the Baby Nation Facebook group. Go to Babysitter's Club Club Facebook page and join the group. That's where all the action happens. Uh, and buy our merch. Bit.ly slash Bit.ly slash BSCC merch. BSCC merch. We've got shirts. We got totes. We've got stickers. Stickers. We've got pins. pins. We've got all sorts of good things. And it is another great way to support our show. Rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Give us a nice rating and a review. We like to read those. And uh, when they're nice, uh, it makes me feel good about uh, the work that we are doing. All that remains now is for me to say that this week we did read a video novel that was called Babysitter's Club Netflix Show number six. Claudia and me and Janine, next week we're going to be reading a delicious video novel called Babysitter's Club Netflix Show season one, episode seven, Boy Crazy Stacy. They're going to be in C-City. C-City, New Jersey. We're going to meet Mallory. (gasps) Oh, God. Fuck yes, we're going to meet Mallory. Shit. It's going to be so exciting. Wow, the one who was foretold. Yeah. The sat who will become a sitter. I cannot wait. This week, Baby Nation, I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. Is that another nap dress? It is a nap dress. I wore it just for you, Lucy. I thought you needed to see it. And <laughs> a, all a nap dress is, is a dress that you nap in? It, or? it is. It's, it's, it's possibly the most bougie thing ever, but I feel like it's appropriate for where I am right now. That's awesome. I'm going <laughs> to so, get one. Also, you understand, I have been advertised this on Instagram so heavily. <laughs> like, not scroll through three images without getting another fucking nap dress. So I'm very excited to see Naya. I think wear- you have to get a nap dress. It's, it's honestly going to change your life. I would love one. I'm going to say, I'm going to just say nap great. dress out loud. So my Instagram hears me. <laughs> I would love to buy a nap dress. <laughs> we'll see if that works. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>